Welcome to It Just Means Less, where we talk all things SEC sports. Here are your hosts, Wells Perrigan and Jacob Holman. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the It Just Means Less podcast. I'm your host, Wells Perrigan, here with my co-host, Jacob Holman. How are you, Jacob? I'm good, man. How are you? Doing pretty good on this fine Thursday afternoon. Um, in this episode, we'll be discussing the results from last week in week two and week three of football. As we're finally getting into week three, we kind of like are starting to know a lot more about these teams, and we're fi- starting to find identities for each team, Jacob. Yeah, you know, I think everybody is, you know, finally starting to gel, and you're seeing everybody and how everybody is supposed to look this year. Um, as of last week, both all of us and our guest speaker Noah Bright all had a pretty good um outright pick them. Jacob went thirteen and two with the all two games him missing was Alabama and uh Texas A and M both lost. I went fourteen and one because I picked Alabama. You know Jacob, it was the one time that I was rooting for Alabama to win and they just couldn't get it done for me. I was a little disappointed. I was too. Trust me. <laughs> I'm sure it was a little more than a uh, disappointment coming out of Jacob's mouth <laughs> in Brighton Eddie Stadium. Um, Noah yeah. went. Noah went twelve and three. Uh, Noah picked Vanderbilt for some reason that week for us. But you know, as an SEC podcast, we loved a little bit of SEC bias. Um, versus the spread, Jacob was four and six. Me and Noah were both five and five. Um, me and Jacob were both one and one on Super Dogs, and Noah went two and zero. Oh, which props off to Noah. That brings our season totals for outright. I'm one game up on Jacob, thirty two and seven with thirty one and eight. But on the spread, Jacob has me by two, 15 to 14, and then I'm 13, 16 overall. Superdog, Jacob's one and three. I'm two and two. Um, Jacob, what was your takeaways from last week? Um, Texas is pretty good. Um, they're not – I wouldn't say they're incredible. I think there was a few moments where Alabama didn't look great. But really, aside that, I felt like – Mississippi State was a little shaky. Um, you know, you told you were at that game and you said, you know, the first four possessions that they had, they had turnovers that they recovered. And I mean only got only got fourteen points out of four turnovers. That's less than ideal. I believe maybe all of them except the fumble was inside Arizona's own territory when they recovered it, or pretty close. Um and actually even the fumble, they returned it for a little bit. So they they were pretty close to midfield when they picked the ball up. Um they just looked flat. It just didn't look like the the Mike Leach offense that um you know we're used to over the past few years. I felt like Tennessee didn't look too sharp at first. You know, I know it was almost six six at the half with Austin P. And then um Ole Miss I think if Michael Pratt plays that game for Tulane, I think they I think they maybe get upset. Um, you know, having your backup quarterback in for if you're Tulane, I just don't think it was as hopeful as you could have had it to be when you have a team like Ole Miss coming in to your place. So I feel like that really hurt them a little bit. But really besides that, I feel like everybody just looked good overall. Besides Vandy, they don't look good at all. Not against power five competition. Well, it's uh, they everybody took care of business, really. That's what you say. I mean, you look at Kentucky. Kentucky didn't blow Western Kentucky out the um, or sorry, it was Eastern uh, Eastern Kentucky. Yeah, playing Eastern Kentucky, they didn't blow Eastern Kentucky out the water. Arkansas barely. I mean, barely, but they beat Kent State by like twenty eight to six or something like that. Like, I think we. I, I don't even know if there's a spread on that game, but if there was, we definitely picked that one wrong. Yeah, I um, think it was. It was like thirty eight. Yeah, it. and. And Tennessee didn't have a spread. Thank God for that, because we would have got that one wrong too. It was kind of a 
I mean, even if you want to talk about Auburn, Auburn struggled out there on the West Coast. Now, Auburn's opponent was a little better than the Kent State, even, but they were not no Texas either. They were not no Miami either. They were not no Tulane. So, overall, it's been kind of a struggle so far for the SEC this year, in my opinion. Yeah, they don't look as strong as they have before. Which could Same. lead to could lead to a really fun conference play, really, because you don't really know what's going to happen. Yeah, you don't really have a like. I think besides Georgia, which I mean, they looked shaky in their first half against um, who was it last week? You talking about uh, last week or week one? Who they who did they play this past week? They played uh, Ball State. I think it was Ball State. Didn't they come out? Flat yeah, you're. Like the they half? scored. After the first quarter, I think it was like a seven nothing game or something like that. Then they scored, yeah. like, I believe it was thirty five in the second quarter. So they didn't come out guns a blazing, but they definitely um they took care they took care of business in the in the second quarter. I think right now you can say that they're the best team in the conference. Just overall, I feel like they they've lived up to what they're supposed to yet. But you know, starting out with UT Martin and Ball State, you can't really prove what you have right now. Mm-hmm, that's for sure. I mean, there we have, we are finally starting conference play games. If we have, I believe it's two conference play games this week. Um, yeah. First, we have number fourteen LSU, who is one and one after their um, their loss to Florida State in week one, and then they they beat the Fighting Josh Darlings last week. It's kind of disappointing. Oh, and yeah, then states states two and zero with. When they played Southeast Louisiana the first week, they ended up beating them pretty good, but they were they didn't start off good. Will Rogers hasn't looked like Will Rogers has. And then last week, we've already talked about it. They struggled a little bit versus Arizona. Um, LSU spread is 9.5. Um, it's 11 a.m. 11 a. kick and um, Davis Wade. I don't know really who that benefits, Jacob. I don't know if that's LSU advantage or if that's a Mississippi State advantage. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. I would feel like if the game was maybe 6 or 7 p.m., Definitely going in state's favor, but just looking at it, I have LSU to win that one, but I have Mississippi State to cover it. I think, you know, LSU coming out flat against Florida State, not really showing up. Last week, they kind of took their anger out on Grambling. So I think that they'll, I think they'll win Saturday, but I don't think they win by more than nine and a half or nine. Yeah, I'm taking LSU as well. Um, but I think LSU will cover just because of what I saw last week at Davis Wade when watching Arizona play Mississippi State. I didn't feel like Mississippi State has the um I don't feel like they have the um the kill mentality right now. Like I, they don't have the put away. And I think that if you don't have that versus a top I mean LSU's at least top five in the SEC right now. We don't really know for sure where they're at after that loss to Florida State, but they're at least top five. And if you don't have that against a top five SEC team, it's not going to be pretty, even at home. Yeah, I, I mean, I can see where you're coming from. And I, I was always almost hesitant to pick Mississippi State. I wanted, I really feel like LSU might, might, might cover the nine and a half. But, you know, I just – I kind of – I really want to see Mississippi State cover the nine and a half. So that's kind of why I went with them, just to kind of – you know, believe it, maybe leg it at, maybe yeah. make it happen or something like that. I'm sure Zach Arnett is going to listen to this podcast and be like, Jacob Holman wants us to win and cover. We got to do it. Got to do it. I think he knows ball. Next on the agenda is a 
probably my game of the week, in my opinion. Number 15, Kansas State, 2-0, travels to Missouri, who is also 2-0. The spread right now, as as of Thursday at 6-16, is 4. Um, for a, a, That's another 11 a.m. kick game. And um, Columbia, Columbiana, right? It's Columbiana, Missouri? No, Columbia. It is Columbia. Yeah, mm-hmm. Columbia, Missouri just doesn't provide the um, – the atmosphere, in my opinion, that's gonna that's gonna help the home team. So I think Kansas State is gonna come in here, and I think they're gonna take care of business, and I think they will cover the four and a half. Yeah, I'm I'm with you the same way. I don't see. I I think if the game was at night again, like we like I said earlier about Mississippi State, I think the game if it was at night might be different. Still think Kansas State's gonna I think Kansas State's gonna win and cover the four and a half, but you know maybe. Missouri can pull something out and find a way to win that one, but I don't really think I'm not really huge on the coach Eli train. You're not a drink slicks guy. No. Um, you know, this is kind of an interesting matchup because both of these teams, well, Missouri used to be in the Big Twelve. So you're kind of renewing rivalry, so to speak. Yeah. And I think but at the same time, it's been what are we talking about? Ten years since they've joined the SEC. None of the guys it's been have been a long time. None of the guys that have been involved with both programs, maybe except for that athletic trainer, has been around when they were playing each other. So I don't feel like that's going to have that same kind of fuel kind of hate that they will have, say, this game had been played 10 years ago. Yeah, definitely. You know, not none of the guys – I mean, you probably could even say none of the coaches on the staff were there back when they played in 2000 – you know, the 2000s, 1990s, whenever they were in the Big 12 together. So I don't really think that that – that personal vendetta will matter like it has for teams before. And I just think, I think Kansas State's going to handle, handle their business. Um, Next on the agenda is a two thirty kick. It's South Carolina who is one and one after their loss to North Carolina, but their bounce back win versus Furman last week at number one, Georgia, who was two and zero. Um, UGA is a uh, favored by 27 and a half, which is a pretty big number in my opinion, Jacob. Yeah, it is. It is a big number. You know, last year, I think the same height that that we're kind of putting on it. You know, everybody was thinking Georgia's going to Davis Wade. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna get the break or they're not gonna get the break speed off of them. But South Carolina's gonna win that game, and they go in there and I think they beat them forty-two to seven or forty-two to nothing, something like that. This year, I think um, I think Georgia's a good, really good football team. But I think South Carolina is too. Uh, Week one against North Carolina, I think North Carolina is a really good team. But I think that South Carolina, you know, it's week one. You can't really tell. Some people come out flat. You just never know. And so that's why I'm think. I think it's going to happen this week. I think Georgia is going to win the game. But I think South Carolina is going to cover the 27 and a half because that's a big number, especially against an SEC team with an experienced quarterback. I think it's a big number. Going off that quarterback, Spencer Rattler, um, He's played pretty well so far. He's he's thrown for 700 yards, uh, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. It's hard to say that that first um, that first week was on him, especially I think he was sacked nine times, which is just outrageous. That's like unacceptable. You can't have that in a top 25 matchup and expect to win that game. Um, he's actually counting the the folks that played week zero. Um, he has he's eighth overall in passing yards so far. Um, only other SEC quarterback ahead of him is AJ Swan, quarterback at Vanderbilt, but Vanderbilt's played three games. So, and he's and AJ Swan only has about 
about six, 70 more passing yards than Spencer Rattler. So you feel like Spencer Rattler can probably overtake him this weekend. And for that reason, Spencer Rattler along, I'm going to pick UGA to win, but South Carolina is going to cover the spread. Jacob, you want to introduce the next one? Yeah. Um, next game we have on the the slate is uh, number 10 Alabama dropped down to number 10 after a loss last week to Texas at home. They're one and one going to South Florida, who's also one and one. Alabama's favored by 33, and I think this game kicks off at 2.30? Uh, Central time, probably. It's probably 2.30 Central time. It's 2.30 Central time on ABC. Um, I think Alabama's mad. I think that um, Jalen Milrow would not start at quarterback. I think it's going to be Buckner. I, I mean. Is that a gut feeling, or is that something you've heard out of about Alabama's camp? I don't know anybody personally. Well, I know people personally, but I haven't talked to anybody about about it. I just feel like it's going to be one of those things that I think Milrow may have had his chance. Well, my whole argument is you're trying to use Jalen Milrow in a, in a scheme that he's not built for. He's not a drop back step in the pocket and stay in the pocket and throw it type of run or quarterback. He's a he's a true dual threat so it's it's kind of like man you're really not giving him a chance to succeed and it's really and then it makes the team look bad last week but i think i think alabama's gonna be mad i hope so at least but i have them i have them winning and then covering the 33 points but i mean i wouldn't be shocked if all three quarterbacks play but i i'd like to see somebody besides Milrow start just because maybe it'll give him some confidence knowing that there's another option in case he doesn't work out. Yeah, I kind of agree. I, I would say poor Bulls in this scenario. I feel like Saban was going to be highly upset after that performance last weekend, and he is going to make sure that his players understand that this is a um, not a revenge game, but this is going to be a – Stomp them game. They're going to absolutely kill South Florida, in my opinion. I think for Ben, like you just said, I think we will see all three quarterbacks for Alabama. And I think it's not going to be because they're rotating quarterbacks to start the game. I think you'll see a starter, and then Bama will be up by 30. So you'll see a second guy, and then Bama's going to be up by 45s, and then you'll see the third guy. That is just my opinion. That's my opinion. I don't think the game being at South Florida matters one bit, Um, which is I wonder when the last time Alabama has traveled an away game to a group of five. I I know I honestly don't know. I'm trying to think off the top of my I don't know if it's been since we've been alive. Rob I mean <laughs> I mean I know we're old, Jacob, but I don't Yeah. I, that's probably right. Yeah, it's been and I don't know if it's been since two thousand. Is it a um I, I assume it's a home and home, but that game I hasn't happened. I think it's a two for one, so I think it's a home, home and away. Or a home, home and home, if that makes sense. So like, we'll, Florida, get, we'll get two home games out of it. They'll get one. Is that going to be next year? Is that? Uh, I think it's going to be 24 and 25. <laughs> well, that's how that works. I guess the South Florida fans that make the trip will get pretty familiar with Tuscaloosa. Yeah, it's a good place. Uh, that's up for debate. Um, <laughs> if you ask all the – let me just tell you, I was driving um, to Starville Friday afternoon, and traffic was absolutely terrible coming through Tuscaloosa. Yeah, it, it was it was awful. It is so it was so bad. I was so mad. Um, for anybody that's not from the Tuscaloosa area, the strip downtown and downtown Tuscaloosa with all the 
you know, it seems like 30 red lights. It yeah. took me like 35 minutes to go that little stretch from the start of the red lights till you go across the bridge of um, the Black Warrior, which is absolutely outrageous in my opinion. Yeah, there was like there were so many people. It um it almost felt like I mean, almost was like it's just to me, it's too many people to breathe, man. It's just like it was just so many people. Um, there was a lot more, there's a lot more Texas fans than I expected. But I mean, they showed up, they showed up and they when they got there for the last the last eight minutes, they sure did show up and show out. So just think about the amount of money that the city of Tuscaloosa, city of Northport made the last weekend. Oh yeah, they were there's no doubt that they saw that game on their schedule and you know the meme where the guy's sitting there like yeah bring me my or, or, yeah i like to bring me my money with I yeah. think that's north carolina a and t coach or whatever they were the city of, the city of tuscaloosa and walt maddox were ecstatic about that game coming <laughs> to tuscaloosa um i guess we'll go ahead and keep on going the next game is uh the 2-0 and louisiana monroe warhawks i believe at texas a&m 1-1 texas a&m um, hung with Miami for a while. I think the game ended up being maybe a twelve point, twelve point finish. Do you know what the what the exact final was, Jacob? Um, the you said Miami A and M. It was a forty eight thirty three. So a fifteen it was point. So fifteen, yeah, yeah. So good for me because I picked Miami as. If yeah. you've been the avid listener, and I've said last episode, and I'll probably say it again next episode when Auburn plays at a and I'm an A&M hater this year. I just don't think they're going to be able to get it done. And for that reason alone, I think they're going to win the game, but I don't think they're going to cover the 36-and-a-half, which is a pretty big number. Yeah, I don't I don't think they do either. I think um, the head coach at Lewis and Monroe is Terry Bowden, which is Bobby Bowden's son. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Obviously, that doesn't matter, but I think um, I think A and M will win the game, but ULM covers that thirty six and a half because that's a really big number, especially considering a team like App State went in there and won last year, mm-hmm. and they just come off of getting drummed at Miami. So I think um, there, I think this A and M team will probably bow down more than ones in the past would. At least that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, me too. The game's at three o'clock too, so not exactly a night Kyle Field, which I don't think Kyle. I mean, outside of a if you're playing in Alabama, maybe in LSU, I don't think the environment is too crazy at Kyle Field, especially to be as big as the stadium is. Yeah, it's. I mean, the last time Alabama went there, they lost. So, you know, the big games they get excited for, but a team like this, they're probably walking in there thinking, you know, we have this one, we have this one done. But you can learn from App State last year. There's no doubt on that one. Yeah. Um, next on the agenda, we have number 11, Tennessee, who is 2-0 and at number – sorry, at Florida, who is 1-1. The spread is Tennessee 6, which is a little low to me. What do you think, Jacob? Yeah, I do think that's a low number. Um, well, I don't know. Just because Tennessee just came off of a, a slow start game, which they ended up winning by a lot. But Florida, Florida just came off a beatdown of – they beat – I mean – but they beat down it was McNeese. McNeese last week. Yeah. I don't necessarily know if that's a big number. Um, I think the number is is perfect because I have Florida to win that one. I have Florida beating Tennessee this week. It's gonna be a six PM kick. You know, everybody down there in the swamp's gonna be going crazy. They're gonna start getting drunk at nine AM. So, you know, starting gator chomping at seven when they wake up. So 
I think I think they're going to go down, or Tennessee is going to go down to Florida, and Florida is going to defend their home turf and win that game. Yeah, the swamp will be crazy because something to think about also, Jacob, is it's a six o'clock our time, so that's seven o'clock down there in Gainesville. Oh yeah, I didn't think about that. That's another hour, um, another hour of alcoholic beverages, which tend to make you a little louder, especially at a football game. Oh yes. Um, I think it's going to be a closer game, but I do think. Because that number is so low, in my opinion, at six, I think it's going to be like a maybe a ten to fourteen point game, and I have Tennessee winning and covering. Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad. You really couldn't go wrong either way. Um, one reason too that I picked Florida to win just because you had Tennessee, and I didn't want us to all have the same wins, but that was one of the ones that I saw that could be realistic. Um, Graham Mintz didn't look he didn't look awful against Utah if you think about it. He didn't look just terrible. Well, he had some decent stats. His QBR was pretty low, though. So, I mean, it's just one of them things, Jacob, that you could ask me how I'm feeling about, you know, I guess 530 on Saturday afternoon, and I might think a little differently. But I just think Tennessee is too talented elsewhere outside of quarterback to lose to this game, in my opinion. Yeah, this would be – I mean, wouldn't you say this would be Joe Milton's first – crazy atmosphere to go into though probably so as a starter um yeah i know he played in the orange bowl i know he started in the orange bowl last year but that's a neutral site game as a starter because he was at william bryce stadium south carolina when hendon hooker hurt himself yeah he he didn't start that one though right so he came in later in the game so i guess he's got to experience that but as a starter it, it definitely is probably his the or i mean the best environment that he's faced Next on the agenda is the two and one Dandy Vandy Commodores playing at UNLV, who is one and one. Um, the spread is Vandy two point or sorry four point five. What do you think, Jacob? Can Vandy go? Um, can get? Can Vandy go to Las Vegas and get the win? I, mean, I think they can, but I don't think they're going to. Um, you know, Vandy. I think Vandy's going to get caught up in the gambling and everything, playing a lot of, playing a lot of blackjack, placing money on on you know pickums and stuff. I, I mean, you know, went into went into Michigan last week and wasn't this? It wasn't relatively close. I think it was like thirty five seven something like that. But I mean, they're both really not that good, and I hate to say it that way, but Vandy really, you know what? Give me Vandy. I changed my mind. All right. Give me Vandy. Don't, don't make the same mistake as Noah did last week, but that's your choice. No. Vandy, Vandy's going to win, and Vandy's going to cover. Um, I think what helped them last week was getting to play at another Power 5 school, even though it wasn't, really, it wasn't really close at all. But they still, you know, they still got to experience it, played better competition. Maybe I'm just hoping that it – up their level of how they practiced and played and everything. Maybe that's the case, but, you know, who knows? Give me Vandy. Vandy will go to Las Vegas and come out of there with a win. So when I was picking this game, I do have UNLV pulling the upset. So I do not have Vandyville covering. I have UNLV overall. But when they went to the big house last week, I looked at the score, 35-7, to and I asked myself, if Vanderbilt went to the big house, what do I think the score would be? And I think Vanderbilt would lose by more than 28. 
And I think they would. So being at home and Vanderbilt having to make the travel, the far travel out there, I think UNLV will be the better worst team in this in this game, and they'll get the up they'll get the upset win. No, that's fair. I mean, they're both not that good, so I don't really think it matters. Just I'm I'm I think I picked Vandy to go four and eight this year. So if they win this one, then they'll be right on track for for what I have picking. So and get one conference win, and then we don't. Yeah. Yep. Um. Next on agenda is a game that should not be close. Battle of Highway 280. Um. Sanford Bulldogs at the the Auburn Tigers. Auburn's two and zero after a ugly win last week at Cal. Um. Auburn did everything to shoot themselves in the foot. So did Cal. Cal missed three field goals. Auburn had four turnovers, I believe. Technically, it was three fumbles and an interception. Um, it seemed like every time Auburn was moving the ball, running the ball good, we'd fumble, we'd shoot ourselves, we'd get a false start. We had a um, first play of the fourth quarter, Jacob. Uh, we came out the huddle and false started. First play. Like, that's just unacceptable. And, but luckily, that's not going to happen this week, and Auburn will blow the brakes off of Sanford. Give me... Give me Auburn. I think Auburn's <laughs> going to win. I don't think it's going to be relatively close. I I don't really know how good Samford is this year. I know used to they used to be they used to compete in the FCS, you know, but I don't I don't really see. And now that you know they almost had a chance to get the mighty or the the Guido native Zay Lanier. He took a mm-hmm. recruiting visit there when he transferred from UAB, but he is now at Tulsa. So you know could have had a chance there, but. He missed out on one. So that's that's the reason I'm going Auburn. Because they yeah. get um, Sanford uh lost last week to uh they beat Shorter week one, 69 to 14, but then they lost to Western Carolina 30 to 7 last week. Um yeah. hopefully hopefully Auburn's not on Western Carolina's level. So hopefully that's a bigger loss than um and of course Sanford's gonna get paid pretty well to come take this L, hopefully. So do you know the number? I do not. I know Auburn played UMass the highest ever, so I don't think it's as much as UMass, just because travel-wise, you know. Yeah, I, no I'm doubt. sure Stanford. I'm sure Stanford. 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 Probably stay in like Montgomery or something like that. But I mean, it's an hour and a half drive. Really, if they if they wanted to make the drive, they could, especially for a 6 p.m. kick. Yeah, I mean that's fair, but you know, being it's not like we're at Gordo anymore, so they're gonna mm-hmm. make that. They're gonna make that trip down the day before. Uh, yep. Um. Next, we have the the powerful ACC, Georgia Tech one and one at number seventeen, Ole Miss. Ole Miss two and zero after beating Mercer and Tulane last week. The spread is eighteen for in Ole Miss's favor, which honestly, we talked a little bit before the show. I think that's kind of low, Jacob. I think yeah. it should be a little more um, than eighteen. How did Georgia Tech do last week? I'm I'm really unprepared this week. Sorry about it. Um, it was either last week. Or the week before they lost to Louisville, I think. So I think yeah. Okay. That was this week. They only lost. Yeah. They lost they lost week Louisville week one, 39 to 34. And then they beat South Carolina State 48 to 13 last week. So what those two scores are telling me is that they are better at scoring it than they probably have been in so long. So I mean so. I could I could see why why you say that number is high, especially with them. You know, with Ole Miss just coming from Tulane, and I mean they handled their business down there. So, I mean, with it being at home, I guess I feel like the number is. I mean, I guess it's fair, 
especially with it being at home. Um, I could see it being close, but I think Ole Miss is going to win. I think they'll cover the 18. The quarterback at uh, Ole Miss is actually Hay- Haynes King from you know A and M. I said yeah, I said Georgia, Ole Miss, Tech. Georgia Tech, yeah. Um, yeah. So he can spend it a little bit, but I just I can the game's at six thirty in the vault. I could I think the the Grove will be packed that day, and I think Ole Miss will just come in, take care of business, maybe struggle a little bit early, but I think they'll um end up getting the job done. Um, next we have BYU two and zero playing at. Arkansas also two and zero. The spread is Arkansas eight. Arkansas, like we said earlier, struggled last week. Um, didn't really take care of business versus. I mean, they took care of business. They won, but they didn't do it convincingly last week versus uh, Kent State. The same Kent State team lost to uh, uh, Gus Malzahn and uh, Central Florida, fifty six to six, and then they only lost at Arkansas twenty eight to six. So. As high as we were on Arkansas to start the year in our pre-game uh, previews, yeah, we that's don't a little look bit smart. Yeah, we look a little. That, that's a little disappointing, but I still think Arkansas is going to handle their business this week at a Razorback Stadium, and they will win and cover the spread. Yeah, I'm the same way with you. Um, I was really, really wanted to pick BYU, but I just don't think they're they're gonna. I think they'll play well, but I think Arkansas is just will do enough to win and then win by at least nine or win by, yeah, eight. Um, so BYU, they played Sam Houston week one. They only won 14 to nothing at home. It's a little, you know, that's not exactly lighting the world on fire. And then they, they played Southern Utah, and the Southern Utah team barely lost to Arizona State and Jaden Rashada, like 24 to 21. And BYU beat them 41. 41- 41 to 16. BYU's quarterback is uh, Ken Slovis, you know, the guy that used to play at Southern Cal. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a, that was a power five starter quarterback at one time before Caleb Williams came in there and just said, This is my job. But um, I still think, I still think the mighty Woo Pigs will take care of business this week versus Arkansas. All right. Next game we have on the slate is. Akron, who's one and one at Kentucky, who's two and zero. Oh. The spread is Kentucky um, by twenty five. I think last week maybe showed you a little bit that Kentucky might be a little weak, just a little bit. Um, I, I I do think Kentucky will win, and I think they'll cover the twenty five. Um, yeah, I think Kentucky handles their business. Yeah. Um. So Kentucky, they started off the, with a 30-point win versus Ball State, 44-14. to And they beat Eastern Kentucky last week on a little bit of a struggle win, 28-17. Um, Akron started the year playing – who did they play? They played. They lost to Temple in a very close game, 20, uh, 24-21. But then they barely beat Morgan State, 24-21. to So uh, I don't think this game will end up being 24-21. So I think Kentucky will take care of business. And handle the twenty-five versus Akron. Yeah. Well, that's all the conference games for SEC, or that's all the SEC games this week. Uh, I guess we can go ahead. We got a little bit of time. We'll jump into some non-cons. Um, yeah. First on the list, we have Washington two and zero at number or at Michigan State, who is also two and zero. Spread is Washington sixteen and a half, which you figure might be a little lower if all this hadn't been going around with the Michigan State program this week. Yeah, with with Mel Tucker getting, or you know, ESPN brings out they get fired and or he gets fired, and then 
then they say that he's only suspended. It really brings a lot of distraction, I feel like. Um, I think Washington's a good football team. They're number eight is what it says in the polls. So I think they'll win the game, but I think Michigan State will cover because, you know, usually a team's either going to, when they have a coaching controversy, they're either going to go away from him or fight for him. So maybe I'm I'm hoping that Michigan State will decide to play for their coach and honor him. So maybe maybe that's what happens. But um, which, which Washington will win and Michigan State will cover the sixteen and a half. Yeah, I agree. Washington will the game will win the game, but I do not think the Michigan State program will be ready for this game. I think all the drama this week they're not going to be playing. They won't be able to rally behind their coach as much as everybody would like to, probably. Um, Washington has also took care of business the first two weeks. Um, they beat Boise State 46-19 and at home, and they beat Tulsa and, I guess, the mighty Zaylin Ears uh, 43-10 to last week. Michigan State, who is also 2-0, uh, they beat Central Michigan 31-7, to and then they beat Richmond 45-14. to So they've, not, they've been taking care of business, too. But I just think with all this going around that Washington will um, – Take care of business and cover. Um, yeah, the other- this is a this is a special guest Ben Caps here. Um, just got back from work, and I was just kind of looking at the spreads and everything, and I saw the Auburn and Sanford game this week. Give me Sanford outright this week, baby. Well, Ben, I hope you don't have a gambling addiction because you would have lost all your money this week. <laughs> but um. <laughs> Ben, Ben, while you're here, why don't we go ahead and skip? Ben, what do you, what is your take on the the midfield at the midfield Patriots at Gordo Greenway this week? Do we have a cover on our spread on that one? Thirty-eight yet? and a half. Thirty-eight and a half. <laughs> wow, that's that's the spread. Uh, you know what? Give me Gordo to cover this week. Uh, I just don't think midfield can keep up uh, scoring wise. Can you elaborate on um, that? Yeah, I believe they got a lot of speed. I just don't believe they got a lot of physical power up front. So give me Gordo to cover. Gordo by 48 tomorrow. 48 nothing. Thank you for your uh, guest appearance, Ben. I I appreciate it. Thank you for your time. I agree with you there that uh, Gordo will cover this spread. It's for the, like Ben said, 38.5. The website we've been using has a. the game being forty six to seven, with Gordo having a ninety nine percent chance to win, um, that should tell you all you need to know, Jacob. Of uh, I think Gordo will cover the spread. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Gordo wins by at least forty. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be close, especially you know last year I went up there and it wasn't particularly close. I don't know what the spread was last year, but this year it doesn't seem like it's probably going to be close. Um, I guess the final game we have on our. Uh, Agenda going back to the the college football ranks. We have where game day is going this week. Colorado State, who is zero and one, playing Colorado, who is two and zero. After Colorado has beat TCU and Nebraska, so they have two Power Five wins in non conference to start the the year this year. Um, and I don't see that changing. I think Auburn. I mean, sorry. I think Colorado will be motivated, especially after what State's head coach said and called out Dion today. So I think Colorado will win the game, and I think Colorado will cover. Yeah, I do too. You know, we add this, we added this one right before we started. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't ever help to anger, anger anybody, especially your opponent. But you know, they never say anger. I don't know if they say this, but don't anger a buffalo. 
you know, that really didn't make sense. But as I saw the video that Prime did from practice today, talking to his team, and he said that, you know, this was just another game until they made it personal. So I think they really, really messed up. I mean, I don't really, I don't really understand where it came from, you know, saying that we were we were raised to take our hat and sunglasses off when we talked to to adults. And it's just kind of it's really uncalled for. But yeah, it just seems like he had a an unnecessary ball in the pit with Dion. Yeah. Um, well, that's. I guess we can go ahead and jump into our Super Dogs as we close the episode. Um, this week, I have San Diego State covering the 24-and-a-half at Oregon State. I think Oregon State wins the game. I think DJ Ugalagale, or the, if you have a transcript on, I'd hate to see you see the transcript try to pronounce what I just said. But I think that Oregon State will win the game, but San Diego State will cover the 24.5. And then for my outright game, I have James Madison going down to Troy, Alabama and beating Troy, even though Troy's favored 2.5. Yeah, I like that James Madison pick. That's, that's not a bad one. Um, maybe we should just call him DJ from now. Maybe not. I wouldn't, I'm wouldn't. i not going to attempt to say his last name. Um, but the, one, the, the game that I have to cover – or the team to cover their spread. I have Bowling Green going to Michigan and covering the 40 and a half. I just don't think Michigan's going to score 40 points. You know, they just played UNLV and they only scored 35. And, you know, they gave up a, set, a touchdown. So it's one of those games where I feel like Michigan's one of those teams where if they get up by a lot, they just kind of stop and not necessarily have a get. I guess they have a little respect for you, I guess. So I think Bowling Green is going to cover the 40 and a half. And the team I have to win outright is Purdue beating Syracuse at home. Syracuse is favored by two and a half. So, I mean, it's really, you know, pick them who you think is going to win. So maybe maybe the Boilermakers will upset the Orange at home. Who knows? Well, Noah picked Purdue last week, and Purdue got it done for him. So I could definitely so, see. That's why I went with him, only because of Noah. That's it. And then is Harbaugh is still suspended. Is that correct? I think his first three games or four games. I think it's four. So I think I think Bowling Green's a good pick too. Um, I, I don't think anybody has any doubts that Michigan will win the game, but I think Bowling yeah. Green will um will end up covering that forty. 40. At least if you have any dignity about yourself, you'll cover forty and a half. <laughs> well, we'll see if midfield can cover the thirty eight and a half. Do they have any dignity yeah. about themselves? I um, think they do, but I don't think they cover the <laughs> thirty-eight and a half. Uh, any closing remarks before you uh, send us on home, Jacob? No, I don't think so. I think I'm excited to see um, what we have here. If we if we continue to, maybe we can re rekindle our knowledge about knowing ball because right mm-hmm. now these past few weeks we have not known ball. <laughs> yeah, and we got three conference games, uh, SC conference yeah. games this week, so that's that's exciting. Well, this has been episode eight of It Just Means Less, and we appreciate you guys listening, and we'll see you next week.